Hey there, welcome to Savor Food and Body, a podcast about intuitive eating, body image, food and cooking, and helping middle-aged women live vibrant, healthy lives. I'm your host, Amanda Bullitt, an ex-disordered eating athlete turned anti-diet nutrition counselor and body peace promoter. I spent years literally running my body into the ground trying to keep up with health, wellness, and beauty trends. Fast forward past many failed attempts at controlling my weight, years of recovery work, and here I am today. Enjoying a trusting relationship with food and my body and helping you do the same by savoring food in your body. You won't hear any diet talk here, just heartfelt, supportive conversations with a little middle-aged sassiness on the side. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Savor Food and Body. Today I'm going to continue our Get Started series. Last week you might remember that we talked about six strategies to live your healthiest life without getting tangled up into diet wellness culture trends, and that was episode 17. You can get a direct link for that episode as well as download the companion journal by going to Alpine Nutrition dot org forward slash blog b-l-o-g and you can look for episode 17 in the blog menu today i want to dive a little deeper into helping you get started because i know how challenging it is i've been in your shoes trying to figure out what the heck to feed myself after years of following diet rules and prescriptions I remember thinking, I wish someone would just tell me what to eat. It would make my life so much easier. And trying to keep up with all of my own food rules was literally sucking the joy out of my life and driving my family a little batshit crazy. And if you are at this point of frustration, I want to help you get past those feelings of what now and what happens if I gain weight. And even if you're in the place of maybe you're not, you're not diet anymore, you've ditched diets, you're turning a blind eye to diet culture, but it can still feel like I don't really know how to feed myself. And if that's where you are as well, today's show will definitely help you with some more clarity. So today I'm going to walk you through one of the first practices that I use with my clients when we're working one-on-one, and I call it how the Holy Trinity can build a cast around your relationship with food. This name came up as I was working one with one of my private practice clients, and she started calling it Holy Trinity Eating because she grew up Catholic, and since that time, the name has just stuck. If the religious connotation doesn't sit right with you, you're more than welcome to rename it. In fact, one of my other clients calls it the trifecta of eating. So whatever name you choose to name it, as long as it helps you move forward in building a healthy relationship with food. So the reference to building a cast around your relationship with food is from my mentors, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch. They're the original authors and creators of intuitive eating. And I just thought it was a really beautiful visual and a way to conceptualize how we even start to build a healthy relationship with food in your body. So here's how it works. If you've ever broken your arm or any limb, you know what it feels like to have a cast put on. The cast is rigid, it can feel awkward to get through your daily routines, but you know that it's there to support the healing process. 
after your leg, your arm, whatever has healed enough to the point where it's stable without the cast, you get the cast off and you're able to start working with physical therapy. Eventually, you're good to go without needing additional intensive care, but maybe you still need some checking in and or continuing with your PT exercises, especially if the injury happens later in life, since we don't tend to bounce back like we did when we were kids. And this could be the same with your relationship with food. If you have been, had been dieting and on and off wellness plans for years and decades, it could take some a little additional support even after you get the cast off of your relationship with food. So we'll get into that more in details later. So now uh, let's apply that same cast metaphor to your relationship with food. So after years of dieting, being on and off food, lifestyle, wellness plans, and eating based on external rules around food and exercise, your internal relationship with food and your body is broken. It needs a cast to help it start healing and growing strong again. Our bodies need consistent nourishment, both in timing and in amount. They also need variety for satisfaction and a balance of nutrients every day. When you're trying to figure out how to feed yourself without diet food rules, it's important to create this cast around how you feed yourself that can help you eat consistently and get balanced nourishment, at least in the form of macronutrients. So macronutrients are our protein, carbs, and fat. And no, I repeat, no, you are not going to be counting macros or measuring food. This is not a how much do I eat practice. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail in a couple of weeks. But for now, cast eating simply looks like this eating roughly every two to four hours, and eating a protein, carb, and a fat source of food at each meal and snack. That's the short definition. Here's what an eating timeline might look like, and please, please, please don't get hung up on these exact times. It's more important to fit eating into your own daily routine, and these times are just an example. And again, we're looking for like a two to four hour time window. So someone might eat breakfast at 7 o'clock, have a snack at 10 a.m., lunch at 1 p.m., a snack at 4 p.m., dinner between 6 and 7 p.m., and a dessert or snack with TV around 8 or 9 p.m. And it's really important to name that dessert or TV snack time, because if you don't at least allow yourself permission to eat after dinner, you're more likely to eat or binge eat and then beat yourself up about it, which is not helpful. So let yourself know that it's okay to eat during this time if you feel like it. Now for what to eat, this is where the, the trinity of eating or nourishment comes in. Macronutrients are called macro because we need them in the greatest quantities every day, as opposed to the micronutrients like vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. We need smaller amounts of those. So regardless of what diet culture BS is floating around the internet, you do need some protein, carb, and fat every single day. 
So let's break down what foods fit into each category in case you're not familiar. And you might like to think about this as a way of making a grocery list to stocking up your pantry. For carbs, and we weren't going to get into details here between simple carbs versus complex carbs, there's um, more nuance and details around that that we'll save for another time. But in general, we just think about what are carb-based foods. That is bread, pasta, all rices, potatoes, fruits, whether it's fresh or dried, sweeteners like honey, maple syrup, of course, sugar and candy, uh, tortillas, uh, quinoa or other ancient grains, oatmeal, granola, hiking bars or nutrition bars or snack bars, whatever name uh, is you're using in your household around bars, and dairy foods. And we'll get into a little nuance around the dairy foods here in a minute. You'll notice I didn't mention any vegetables. Uh, vegetables don't really fit in any of these categories per se. And here's the caveat. If we talk about starchy vegetables, so things like the sweet potatoes, like I mentioned other potatoes, beets, rutabagas, parsnips, a lot of those root vegetables that you think about coming into season in the fall time, winter squash, yes, those have carbs in them. And we would consider those in, in this carb group. But most other vegetables like leafy greens, carrots, tomatoes, celery, peppers, those don't really have, they have some carbs, but not enough. And so I like to think about those vegetables as more additional boosters to any of these, these other categories that you're going to be having. So on to protein. Of course, protein includes meat, chicken, fish, eggs, beans, lentils, tofu, if you're going for the vegetarian side, also tempeh as another form of soy protein, and nuts. And there's a little caveat to nuts too, which we'll get into in a second. And then fats, as you can imagine, all oils, butter, lard or shortening, nuts and nut butters, seeds, full fat dairy, cheese, and avocados. And there's a little caveat with the cheese too, which we'll get into. Now, when you're trying to decide what to eat during those meal and snack times, it's easy to just think about choosing a food from each category. So again, like I said, sometimes it's helpful to just make your grocery list based on those food groups. And then you know that you always have something on hand. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Let's get into some of those caveats. You'll notice that nuts and dairy can fit into two categories. And here's how I make the distinction when I'm deciding what to count them as. If you or someone you know struggles with blood sugar issues, you know that it's important to balance carbs and be aware of how your body handles them. For example, needing insulin or medication if you're diabetic or even pre-diabetic. In that case, it's important to recognize most dairy as a carb because there are more grams of carbohydrates compared to grams of fat in most dairy. The exception here is full fat dairy and most cheeses. So these do have more fat than carbs and can still hang out in the fats category. Nuts and seeds and nut butters have a similar caveat in that they have protein in them 
but they have a high concentration of fat compared to protein, so they're considered a source of fat. So hope that isn't too confusing. Definitely push pause and rewind and re-listen to that again if it's helpful. So there's a bit of nuance with this category double dipping, so to speak. If you're snack hungry versus meal hungry, and you're eating mid-morning or afternoon or after dinner, nuts can serve as both protein and fat, and dairy can serve as both carb and fat, and a little bit of protein on the side. But nuts don't have enough protein for a meal serving of protein, and neither does dairy. So when we're eating a smaller volume of food because we're in between our meals, then it's okay to aim for those food sources that do the double dipping in multiple macronutrient categories. And our body will be getting enough of what it needs in that kind of in-between eating time. It's really important to keep in mind that Trinity eating isn't meant to be an exact science. Using it to create a cast around your relationship with food is a foundational step towards relearning how to eat as an intuitive eater a skill that we were all born with. If you spent years or even decades eating based on external rules created by diet wellness plans, yeah, it's going to feel awkward to have autonomy when it comes to making food choices. But remember, you're learning how to build a lifelong practice of nourishing your body, and that's going to take some time, and with more time comes more practice. You'll be honing your skills so that you can take off the cast and move forward by finding even more freedom around food and compassion for your body. If you stick around for the next couple of episodes, I'll be teaching you how cast eating will increase and sustain your energy levels and mood throughout the day, and we'll dive into how to get intimately connected to your hunger, satisfaction, and fullness cues so you'll never have to ask the question, How much, quote unquote, should I eat? As always, you are more than welcome to contact me with more questions about this topic. You can get in touch by going to alpinenutrition.org forward slash contact. Until next time, take care of yourself and enjoy savoring food and your body. Thanks for listening today. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop weekly, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. In the meantime, you can get more savor-worthy resources and inspiration by heading over to alpinenutrition.org forward slash blog, B-L-O-G, where you'll find show notes from today's episode. While you're there, you can also download a free copy of six strategies to savor food without guilt. You'll also get weekly emails with insights and the occasional recipe that I don't share anywhere else. You can subscribe today at alpinenutrition.org. And until next time, keep savoring food and your body so you can live the vibrant, healthy life you deserve. Talk to you soon. Background music was created by Stepan Bell. All verbal audio content was created by Alpine Nutrition, LLC.